For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Hello, folks. This is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I'm Jeff C. I'm the host of the show and podcast and on the social team here at Social Media Examiner. And I'm Grace Duffy, the producer of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show and a contributor at Social Media Examiner. Today, we are excited to be joined by today's guest, Madeline Scalar, and we're going to explore Twitter's new promoted trend spotlight ad unit, limits on tweet replies, and other upcoming changes to some core features on Twitter. And if you don't know who Madeline is, she is the leading Twitter marketing expert. She's host of Twitter Smarter Twitter Chat and the Twitter Smarter Podcast. Madeline, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure joining you all because, you know, lately, let's face it, there's so much going on at Twitter. I've been on a lot lately. There's so (laughs) many exciting things to talk about. And I'm so passionate about Twitter. I love sharing all these cool new things. Absolutely. Well, it has been a slow role for social media uh, this last couple of weeks, like last couple of days, right? We were just wondering like, what are we going to do a show about? But lo and behold, Twitter delivered. A Everyone lot. else is still sleeping. Twitter <laughs> delivered a lot. So on Monday, Twitter launched a new ad unit that lets brands take over the Explore tab. So it's not entirely new, but like a used car, it's new to us. So, <laughs> which is just <laughs> good. Right. Just as reliable. So these new ad units are called the promoted trend spotlights and they're available in the US, UK and in Japan. So that's why we had to have Madeline Scalar, because we wanted to get your insights on what are these ad units? What do they look like? How do they work and what can we expect from them? Yeah, it's really interesting. Twitter has been super busy, haven't they? I mean, there's just like one thing after the other. And they're talking a lot about this at CES this week. Twitter has been testing this out for some time now. And we all know the promoted trends. That's like when you're in the trends, when you're in the explore or on your mobile, when you're on the search, you'll see what's trending. And what they'll have at the very top is the promoted trend. Like when I go on Twitter right now, they're actually doing one of these that we're going to be talking about where is the ability to have a video, like a six second video or GIF. It doesn't have to be just a static image because that's what they were before, just static image when you saw these. And right now, uh, if you go on there, it's going to say hashtag like a boss movie. Um, It's probably a brand new movie that's coming out today. So they're using this to promote it. This GIF they're using is awesome. Even though it's six seconds, you really get a feel for this movie. And it says promoted by like a boss. So I can click on it and just go through and get so much more information, see who's talking about it, 
uh, right now is showing me the, the Twitter account for them, as well as some of the actors in the film and then people talking about it. And that's the whole point of this is to spark conversation, right? To go a little bit deeper than with things that were static before. So having that ability to have the GIF or have some kind of video in there just adds this whole new layer. And I think this is going to be something we're going to see more and more companies utilizing, but it seems like right now it's just for the big, you know, like Disney plus used mm-hmm. it. So I think it's really the fortune 500 companies right now. Gotcha. So Twitter says that these ads are fully optimized for both mobile and desktop with, you know, those ads running like kind of edge to edge on mobile. So this is like the premium real estate of Twitter's explore tab. Now you mentioned seeing like animated gifts and stuff. And are, do you have any ideas like to further optimize these if people are are wanting to get into this? And, you know, do you have any like best practices you might recommend to them? Well, definitely a hashtag. And that's what I like about this one on there right now. The movie is called Like a Boss, but they have this hashtag, Like a Boss Movie. I think that's super smart. There's always debate I see on Twitter all the time about, you know, to hashtag or to not hashtag with mm. brands when they're on Twitter. If, if you have some kind of campaign going on and it's relevant to what you're doing, I think this is a super relevant way of doing it. Then you can sit here and have continuous conversation around this movie. And it's just as simple as putting the word movie at the end of the movie title. Gotcha. So you mentioned Disney Plus and, you know, these units were first mm-hmm. tested by Disney like in, in 2018. Big brand, big budget. You mentioned the uh, the Fortune 500. Oh, yeah. Do you have any idea how much these ads might cost? Do you know? <laughs> No, I'm trying to find out, but I've yet to hear back from Twitter because I'm really curious. <laughs> right. But you know that when they say, because this is what it says on their site, confirm availability and pricing with your Twitter client partner. When it says uh, that, that means you got to be at a certain level. It's not saying like your ad executive. It is like your right. Twitter client partner. So that that's really like the Fortune 500 companies, the big ones, you know, were... Because I feel like it's still, even though they started working on this in 2018, we're just now really starting mm-hmm. to see this take off. And they're going to have the bigger companies. I'm sure it's very expensive. Yeah. So Well, it's prime uh, real estate. I mean, it's, it's, it's it very really prime. sticks out. So I can understand why they're, it does. they're wanting to get some big ad money for that. So the next part of news we're going to talk about, and this is really interesting. Twitter gives users options to limit their at replies. And so at you mentioned CES earlier in Las Vegas. Twitter's VP of product, Kayvon Bakur, Poor, uh, shared new ways for users to control conversations. And this is called conversation dynamics. And there's four kind of options for people to tailor replies to their tweets. You know, anyone can reply, only those who a user follows can reply, only those who tag can reply, or no replies at all. And, you know, TechCrunch reports that this upcoming feature builds on this ability to hide replies, which Twitter introduced last year. So this is, to me, really, really interesting. Do you think this is going to dramatically shift the conversations on Twitter, like improve them or change the culture a little bit? What are your thoughts on this, Madeline? I think it will. I'm really excited about this. I think it's really interesting that they're trying to help people that have constant issues with trolls and people Mm -hmm. being abusive on Twitter. And this will be a way to end it. Because think about Twitter right now. I'm either going to have a tweet that's very public or a tweet that's very, very private as a DM. There's no in between. And so what they're trying to do, which I think is super smart, is open up this spectrum to have a variety of conversations happening on Twitter. And they're not just having just one or two things. They're giving us the ability to do four different things. So I love that we could have global, which means it's what it is now. Anyone can reply to the tweet if it's set for that. Mm -hmm. And you'll get to set it as you tweet. When you're composing your tweet, there'll be a place to uh, say who can 
participate in this conversation. Then there's going to be group. And I think group is really good because these are going to be people that follow you and people you mentioned in the tweet. So that way you can keep trolls out and keep abusers out. You just can have that conversation between people that you're following. So that gives you a lot of control as to who can be part of the conversation. And then panel is really interesting is who you tag in a tweet. So it's almost like you could have panel conversations where you don't want the clutter of all these people chiming in. Um, you know, there's been some interviews I've seen, you know, where they, not quite a Twitter chat, but we're trying mm. to like interview, like Jack Dorsey was trying to be interviewed last week through Twitter and uh, it did not go very well. But I think a panel version would have been really successful. So I think it's interesting how they're, you know, got these options. And then the last one is statement. And that's where it's going to be just you. No one else can reply. And I can see that being popular with people who are having really serious troll issues, like some of the big stars. Like, I don't know if you guys heard, but last weekend, Lizzo, who's like this huge musician and uh, Mm -hmm. singer, uh, very popular right now, she said, I'm, I'm stopping Twitter right now. She says she has too much abuse, too many trolls, too many issues. This been available to her and I'm hoping it's going to be soon. Mm. That would put an end to it. She could just do a statement that she don't want anybody to reply to, but just to let her say what she wants to say, just to put a statement out there, but then she could have it where only people she follows can reply. So I think it'll be interesting to watch this one get started and see how it goes for us. Now, you mentioned the entire spectrum of conversation, which is Twitter is saying is one of the key benefits. And so, of course, you've got the very public, which is like the fire hose or the screaming into the void, however you want to look at it. Right. And then the extremely private with the DMs. And so with the spectrum of conversation, do you think this is especially helpful for those of us managing business or corporate brands? Do you think this is something that you would use on your own Twitter smarter chats? Right. And that's what's interesting. And I want to test it to see now. Most of what I do and as us marketers and and people that work with brands, we want everything to be public and we want to hear from the public. So I don't see it being something that like we're all going to just start using immediately. But I think there'll be times where it could be helpful. Like I would love to experiment where maybe sometime on a Twitter chat where try something a little different just to see, or really I want to do as a test, not like on a full Twitter chat, but just try things to see because maybe this would make the experience better. And that's the whole point of this. What can we do to make Twitter a better experience for people? And for a lot of people, they're leaving Twitter because they're just having too many problems with abusive tweets, uh, trolls. I mean, I think a lot of us have had our share of trolls on there. How interesting that we can really control that by the way we post the tweet. I understand trolls, but it also makes it seem like Twitter, it would would be more performative at this point, right? So I'm just even thinking yeah. about the panel discussion where like the three of us, it's kind of right. like the show that we're on right now where it's like, you can listen you to the three of the comments. <laughs> I know, that's why I, I think it's going to be one of those features where it'll be nice to have when the opportunity arises, Mm -hmm. right? I don't think most of us as marketers are going to be using it much, but there's going to be that time where, oh my gosh, I need to do this setting today because this particular tweet, I need to to do this in a certain way. It needs to go out in a different way. And so I, I think it'll be one of those where I'm like, oh gosh, I'm sure I'm glad they did this finally because now I can control this one or a couple of tweets. Absolutely. And someone asked in our comments here, Tim asked, can people still quote tweet? So can you still retweet with this functionality, do you think? Yes, that's what Twitter is saying. So it's not going to just so like, yeah, if you saw a tweet and you can't hit reply and comment on it, they're saying you still can retweet and retweet with a comment. So 
That'll be interesting. I mean, some, with some of these new features, they, I, I, they need to get it out there to us so we can really see how it's going to work on a large scale. They're just doing this on a test scale, but on a large scale, seeing it out there in the wild, it'll be interesting to see. But I think that is what people will do to get around that. If they still want to have something mm. to say, then they're just going to go that route. They'll just do a retweet with a comment. Exactly. So one of the questions uh, that I think about when you were mentioning that is like, how do you know you're a part of the test? Do you get like a yeah. notification? What's how, how do you find out? Like, oh, it I've got this shows, new thing. It shows up. It just shows up. And okay. usually they'll prompt you with it. Like, for instance, last year we had Twitter's new desktop design, right? I had it six months before anybody else had. So I was part of some small test. Oh. And the thing is, the tests are random. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just you could be the lucky person that gets to do something brand new that no one else has. And usually there'll be some prompt when you go in because what had happened is one day I logged in on my browser and it says, hey, come check out the new design. But don't worry, you can go back and forth. Mm. They weren't going to lock us in just yet. Right. But it didn't come out to the public for a really long time. So you'll know if it is available. They'll prompt you with something so you'll see it. But when they do these tests, it's always to a very small group. Gotcha. So my other question, because I know that there's been a lot of, it's like uh, Facebook has been like, hey, we're going to let political ads keep going. And then like Twitter's like, no, we're going to you know shut this down. But now when you hear about these blocking tweets, and I read some articles mm -hmm. about there's some people concerned about that because when you can't you know, comment on those tweets, then they're worried about the spread of disinformation that it's going to, there's no way to really com combat that because the people can't, you know, usually when somebody, a politician says something that's untrue, they get hammered on Twitter. But if you just right. are putting out stuff and you can't get a response from or reply to people, what do you think is going to happen on Twitter in those kind of areas? Yeah. I know it's interesting because, you know, you got point and counterpoint. So right. like it can turn into a very one-sided conversation. I understand with Twitter staying away from politics right now. It's just too touchy of a subject at this time. They Everything I've read says that they're going to do it down the road, like especially with topics, because it keeps coming up mm -hmm. with topics and people are really upset that, and I know we're going to talk about that in a minute, right. but it all kind of goes together. That That is, a, they're trying to start with, because you know, with new features, they, they're just not going like 100% all in. They're trying to like do a little bit at a time. And so I think Probably once the elections are over, I think that's when they'll start seeing, let's see how politics works in the real world versus our little small test world. And, and then we'll be able to see how that works out. But I, I think we're still going to see really great conversations going this route. I think it's going to help the people that have stayed away from Twitter because they were having too many issues with it. A lot of us marketers are not having these issues, right. um, but you know, these conversations, uh, you know, it's hard to say which direction this is going to go. I'm a very positive person. I think <laughs> it's all going to play out very well. Good. Well, the thing is too, is, you know, all this stuff is rolling out and actually social media marketing world is going to hit like the first part of March. So maybe some of these features will be rolling out and Madeline will be speaking there. And so if you want to catch all the new stuff that's happening and how it's working, make sure you check out Madeline's session at social media marketing world. If you haven't got your ticket yet, you can go to socialmediamarketing.world and find out more. Yeah. Absolutely. So we brought up CES, which is the Consumer Electronics uh, Trade Show, which is in Las Vegas uh, around this time. And so that's where Twitter made this announcement about the uh, limited to ad replace. But it wasn't the only thing that they announced. There were several other changes to the core features. And so what strikes me as funny is that Twitter doesn't really have any consumer gadgets, right? So, and they're at <laughs> CES and, uh, you know, Facebook has Oculus, Google has a slew of products, right? But Twitter was there mostly to talk about 
their site, their changes, and then you know, what they're doing, promoting live events and really positioning themselves as a giant media company. So Madeline, have you been following any of the news about Twitter at CES or even the news from? I have been. I've been following it and uh, and seeing what they've been talking about and how they invited the press to come in and learn about a lot of these new plans for the new year. You know, it's interesting because you kind of, I mean, I kind of agree. You hear Twitter and you hear Facebook. I mean, Facebook, yeah, with Oculus and some of these things, but with Twitter, you just don't really think like, do they fit there? But they, you know, all these sites have really gone so far beyond social media marketing. They're not what they were when they started. And with Twitter doing so much with branding, you know, with this whole NBA thing they got going on that's working really well, and they're just trying to get in front of all these big brands, what better place than to go CES to be around all the tech people and all these big, big brands and, you know, talk about all the great things they're doing that will help them. Because I think that's like the whole thing with what's going on right now is, you know, what do you do when you go to these events? You're seeing them at Twitter 110%. I mean, they're utilizing it and who better to have there to kind of help them and show them all these new things than Twitter. So I think it's interesting, but I think it, it kind of makes sense mm. yeah. as far as I can see. So at the media event, one of the things they shared a couple of things that they were going to kind of release at this event. So you talked about the NBA, you know, the partnership with brands, but I really want to talk about this topics thing because it really, they talked about expanding it and taking it global and they're going to work on how people can create and share lists and announce that the threaded conversation will ro- roll out this upcoming quarter. And what I, when I first heard the like threads and stuff, I thought, is Twitter going after Reddit? Because I know Reddit's like super popular and it's kind of the same kind of feel and it's like breaking news. Do you think that this kind of like there's a little bit of, I don't know, competition there or they want to copy some of their features? Not necessarily. It looks very much like Reddit when mm-hmm. you see like the screenshots of how they're doing this. Right. They're trying to make the conversation make more sense, especially when they're big conversations. You know, you guys have been on Twitter chats. You know how it can be on a Twitter chat. You can get really lost in the conversation right. very, very quickly. But I mean, just imagine like, you know, you have the the Twitter chat question, how e- much easier it'd be to see them more as a thread mm. within there and not having to leave and come back and move around and get lost. So I think it'll be an interesting way for the, these large conversations that go on, especially fast ones in Twitter chats. But there are plenty of celebrities that that tweet things and it's hard to see anything and see what's really happening. I'm excited about this. I think it just looks like Reddit. I don't think it's necessarily trying to compete with Reddit. Gotcha. Absolutely. So according to CNET, um, Twitter has made a firm stance on banning political ads. It's also exploring new ways to combat harassment and hate online, even to the point where they're relinquishing a lot of the control of the social network to its users. Of course, you know, we just talked about the controlling your at mentions, you know, hiding replies, way to follow topics. Do you think these updates and these the strong stance really makes Twitter a much more valuable or reliable marketing asset, more so than Facebook, which in my opinion, really hasn't done much to curve the negativity on its platform? Right. I, I know, you know, when I get on Facebook, I'm just always so concerned, like how much of what I'm reading is real. Um, yeah. We just know with all the issues that have been going on with Facebook, whereas Twitter stances, look, we want to be transparent. We want to be open. We want you to see content that is real. So for me, I, I think that's a huge plus. I think for all of us marketers, that, that should be a big plus for us because we know we're seeing correct information. And by them staying out of politics right now, they're just postponing it for the time being. I think it's just because it's just so highly debated right now. And here they're trying to help 
you know, heated debates with some of these new issues. I think they're probably looking at it going, you know, are we just going to fuel this fire if, if we throw politics in right now? Uh, so I think postponing it and just kind of easing into it is, you know, I, I'm fine with it. I think it's a smart way to go because let's focus on for us as marketers, what we're trying to use Twitter for and how these tools and features can better serve us. Throwing the, all the stuff with the politics in there and what Facebook is doing versus what Twitter is doing is just confusing everyone. Right. Yeah. So in terms, you mentioned marketing. In terms of marketing, Twitter also shared it will be building out more analytics and expanding Twitter surveys globally, as well as building out a new platform, Launch. It's for marketers to roll out new products and services for advertisers. So can you tell us what you know about Launch on Twitter? Because I looked and it was, I got their press release and that's pretty much all I could see there. Yeah. You know, I thought it was going to be like this, some new advertising right. tool or, or analytics tool and from all the research I did, it looks like it's just a place where they put together these case studies mm. of, of big brands that have done some big launches and how it's worked for them on Twitter. I mean, I saw there was articles, Wendy's, Pandora, Adidas, Motorola, like some of these big, big companies, but showing how they're using Twitter for launching different things and how it worked for them and lots of stats. So that sounds cool, but it wasn't what I thought, you know, you right. launch. I'm like, oh, yeah. interesting new analytics tool, I bet, or, or, advertise, <laughs> or advertising and analytics tool. So yeah, I was quite disappointed, uh, but maybe it's just still early. Maybe right. they're just trying to tease us a little bit and that I'm hoping there'll be more that comes out of it. Gotcha. And what about these brand surveys? So we talked about these uh, when they first came out. I think it was um, last fall. And I think Jeff and I, you're, you and I were on the show together on this. And mm -hmm. it was a way to get insights on your own products and your own advertising. Um, at the time, we reported that Twitter surveys allow brands to understand their tweet campaigns, performance, brand lift, not only on themselves, but also on their competitors. So <laughs> it was a way to see if your ads were actually lifting uh, brand lift for your competitors as well. We wanted to get your insights on this product since uh, I don't think we were able to have you on the show at the time, but can you tell yeah. us uh, about brand surveys or, or who do you see using them? I mean, I haven't seen them pop I up. Haven't, I haven't seen them and, and Twitter is not really sharing that much information about it. Um, so I'm not really, I haven't seen them out there yet. I'm not sure exactly how they're using it. I just seen, you know, a few screenshots, but it's just not really painting the whole picture. And currently right now is very limited to, you know, you got to be in the US, Canada, UK, Japan, uh, Brazil. So it's just a few countries are trying this out and you got to talk to your account rep. So, mm. uh, you know, like I said before, anytime they say talk to your account rep, then, you know, you got to be at a certain level of advertising before you're even allowed to use it you know, put a call out to Twitter. I'm trying to, you know, find out what that, I wish I, they got back to me before this, cause I'd right. love to be able to say, okay, if you're paying 10,000 a month or more in ad with ads with Twitter, then you get access to an ad rep. Okay. I mean, that's how Facebook was in the early days. I mean, I remember yeah. back before they had, you know, before advertising was really big on Facebook, I actually talked to someone on the phone, the ads department, just to find out, okay, how much do I have to spend before you help me? You know, and I get, a dedicated person. So a lot has changed over the years because advertising on these social media platforms has grown tremendously and they get a lot of revenue from it. So I know you have to be at a certain level. So that before. level you said, was it 10,000? Is that what you said? You have to spend? No, I was just like oh, okay. estimating. Like I'm just guessing like, right. you know, it's, it's going to be something like yeah, that. You yeah, have to be at a certain ad spend level before they're going to give you a dedicated person. You know, gotcha. right now for most of us marketers, we're just going in there and doing the whole thing, do it yourself or hiring right. someone and they're just doing it themselves. But to actually have a dedicated ads rep or being a partner, you know, you got to be at a certain level for that. 
Gotcha. Absolutely. Well, and hopefully we'll see more about this in the coming year. They did announce it at CES. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they tried to get a lot of stuff out for CES uh, and like, so, Hey, we got an announcement. We're going to be there. So we got to have some stuff to talk about. So hopefully they'll start fleshing some of this stuff out. Uh, The next thing is kind of a little, it's a little sad, I guess. Um, Twitter is removing audiences insight tab in analytics. And I'm like, why would you take away analytics tools? So th- this is our last news item, but it's it's worth noting for all you social media managers out there, especially if you're really relying on this, is Twitter is doing away with audience insights in Twitter analytics come January 30th. So you've got a couple days left to download all your clients, you know, stuff that you need to do. Um, they, they, the, then the thing that's really interesting, they haven't announced a, if it's, there's going to be a different tool to replace this. So, it's just, and this is reported by uh, Matt Navarro, who does incredible reporting on all the social stuff. And I'm just asking, why, Madeline? Why would they do this? Why, Madeline? So, so sometimes there's no rhyme or reason to it. That's the. It's just like when I spoke at Social Media Marketing World last March, my presentation was about you know Twitter, Twitter video, tweet videos, and then they changed the way you do it. Like while I was on stage, and I like, it's like whoa, like <laughs> right. one of the things I did is my call to action. Like everybody, here's your homework. Here's what I want you to do. They changed the way and the steps changed a little bit. And like Twitter will just do that. They'll just make these, these changes. Um, that I don't have no idea why they're doing this. They're not explaining themselves. That's for sure. They're just saying, Hey, and the way you find out is you go over to your insights and when you click on it, it's like, Oh, by the way, we're depreciating this on January 30th. That that's how we all found out. You go into the insights and you click on audiences. Now, is everybody using this? Apparently they're not. I mean, they're not going to get rid of something we're all using. Right. I rarely use it. It always tells me that my top people are, are it says dogs. And it's like, <laughs> I, I don't I saw that Tim Lewis in the comments said the same thing. So I'm not sure where they get that, but that shows top interest dogs. And I don't think that is accurate. So <laughs> I, I've never really have taken that very seriously, but you know, I was on recently talking about some new analytic features in media studio, mm. and those are interesting. And I think they're, you know, moving some of these over, like, first of all, analytics used to be in the ads platform. I mean, that that's where it used to be before, mm-hmm. like used to be, you had to be an advertiser just to see your analytics, but mm-hmm. all you had to do is just sign for an ads account. Didn't mean you had to run ads, but then you could see your analytics. So analytics has been in the main navigation for years now, but I'm wondering, it's like, since they're adding these new analytics over to media studio, are they going to start, you know, taking some of this out of the main analytics, forcing us to use some of these other services as yet to know. I mean, I'm just speculating. Right. Well, Gail in the comments says, Oh, I wonder why all my clients and myself had so many dog loving fans. So <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah. Very, very interesting. When you bring up media studio, um, can you tell us what some of those new features are that you've been seeing in media studio that perhaps is even better than audience insights? Yeah. So when you're in Media Studio um, and you can get to it from the pull down menu in the navigation or studio.twitter.com, but not everyone has this. And I actually just did a presentation this week for the society and several people have come to me afterwards and says they have not been able to access it. Mm. And I just relayed what the Media Studio product department has told me many times in the past that if you have an ads account, you can have access to it. But I have some people telling me that's not working. So I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. I'm trying to get them to give me some way where I can get everybody who wants to use it on it. But if you're in Media Studio, if you're not sure if you have it, just log in on your, on your browser into Twitter and then click on more. And then you'll see on the left side, the, the sub uh, menu, you'll see 
Media Studio if you have it. So when you're in there, they have these two newer analytics that are interesting. One's called Insights and it's uh, Audience Insights. Mm -hmm. And it shows you when your followers are watching, this is a, a bar graph and they got the different colors and it's, you know, dark when it's, you know, like, like the times of days and the days of the weeks when you get the most, that can be helpful. It's certainly been more helpful than what they're depreciating, you know, taken away from me now. Right. So I get more help out of that. The other one is called conversations. And we talked about this when I was on recently, and it's more about what people are saying about you. And, and what's cool about this is you get some flexibility in here. You can see top tweets, latest tweets. You can see who's most influential that's tweeting with you. You can break down between, you know, today only or the past week or the past month. They give you all kinds of interesting flexibility. So they really are adding more into this section, but only for Media Studio. So I'm just starting to wonder, are they going to put more in here for us and get us using it? But if that's the case, they need to make Media Studio available gotcha. for everyone. So are, you think they're taking everything and putting it inside of their own platform? Do third Are there any third-party tools where you can gather this information that you know of? <laughs> Or is it all coming inside you, of Twitter? You've been able to before, but since they're depreciating this off of Twitter's own side, then I'm sure it's going to depreciate everywhere else. So that information is just not going to be available. However, people have been retrieving it up until the end of this month. So I don't think it's going to be available. And if it is, I, I have, I've been trying to dig around to see, but so far right. I haven't seen anything that's going to show it living on. All right. And well, they've moved away from third-party partnerships. Am, am I, I mean, if I, am I right? Like they, There's still some, but they, yeah, they, they did away with a lot of them. Yeah. 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 Well, awesome. Madeline, as always, you just, you know, you know, Twitter backwards and forwards and, you know, where can people, if they want to dive in even more to your content, some of the stuff maybe you've talked about today, where can they find out more about you? I have a lot of it on my website, MadelineSklar.com. And let me spell that M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R.com. I'm also easy to find on social media because I'm the only person with the name Madeline Sklar. But I have lots of information on my website. I put out weekly Twitter tips articles. I have a weekly uh, podcast called Twitter Smarter and a weekly Twitter chat called Twitter Smarter. So be sure to check it out and reach out if you have any questions. Yeah, it's all Twitter all the time with Madeline. It's amazing. Yeah, so... Uh, Madeline, I'm excited to see you again at Social Media Marketing World. And if you guys are interested in finding out more about that, you can go to socialmediamarketing.world. But can you share what you're speaking about, like your topic? I know it's Twitter, but like maybe a little, a little narrower than maybe, that. What you're maybe be she doesn't want to tell us. Yeah. yeah. Are you like, you know, they might change you it while a little she's bit? on. Yeah, I know. It's like, okay, please not let it be anything that's going to change while I'm there. <laughs> that's right. My uh, the actual title of it is how to improve your Twitter ROI. I love talking about this because, you know, when we're using these platforms, we want to get some kind of return on our time and money invested into these. So we're going to look at your daily, weekly, and uh, monthly game plan. And I'm going to be talking about things that you should be doing every day, things you should be doing every week, and things you should be doing every month to help make it all work together. It's too easy to just, oh, I got five minutes. Let me go do this today. And oh, I'm really busy the rest of this week. I can't work on, I can't do anything. You know, no, no, no. We can't do that. You got to allocate time to do very specific things mm -hmm. throughout the course of a month, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly items. And it's not that many things, but I'm going to show you ways to do this really effectively. So come see me speak. We'll hang out. Yeah. She's awesome. So yeah, how many years have you been 
at the conference. It's like this is going to be my fifth year speaking about Twitter marketing. I don't yeah. know if I've had somebody do Twitter marketing five years in a row. So I I'm kind know. of excited about that because you know I've been your Twitter go-to gal for <laughs> for years now. So uh, yeah, I love talking about Twitter. I'm very passionate about it. So you've been so, so you. I mean, you've been there so many years. And what do you think? Like, what is your biggest takeaways from the conference? What would you tell somebody like who was going there for the first time? Maybe what like advice you would give them? Well, and I was just talking about this earlier with one of my consulting clients who's actually here with us uh, awesome. in the chat. This conference is is just so great. I mean, I, let me tell you, I've been doing digital marketing for 24 years and I've been to a lot of conferences all around the country and around the US. And this has by far been one of the most organized, so well put together. And they think about the attendees, like, what can we do to make this a great, and I'm, listen, I'm not just saying this and y'all aren't paying me or anything. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just giving you my two cents. And people are always surprised when I say I'm a bit of an introvert. And you're, you're not. And I say, yeah, I kind of am. I can typically be that shy person in the corner. But y'all go out of your way to make the events so much fun. And that doesn't matter if you're shy, that you are great at getting people to come together and be a part of this together, get to know other people. There's so many things y'all do for that, which I just mm-hmm. blows me. I've never seen anything like that. But what I really love about this the most is that, and this is what I was sharing with my client earlier, if there's somebody there that you want to meet and you want to talk to and introduce yourself or try to you know take out to lunch or something, this is a place to do it. The very first year I went there, I'm a huge Pat Flynn fan. And he was actually my first guest on my Twitter Smarter podcast uh, mm-hmm. four years ago. But I saw him there and I just, you know, I was a little nervous, but I went up to him and I just told him who I was. And it was just so amazing to like have a few minutes of his time and doesn't always happen at conferences. A lot of conferences, you, you see speakers show up, do their pitch, and they leave, or their presentation, they leave. And social media marketing world is not like that. Y'all speakers come and they stay and they interact and you'll see them in the hallways and they're so approachable. I think that's one of the best things about them. I mean, of course, learning. There's so right. way more to learn than you can imagine, but just that connection. I mean, I have just you know, because I fangirled too, even though I've been a speaker, right. I fangirled around, you know, Amy Porterfield and uh, plenty of these other speakers. And I'm like, I'm just going to go up there and introduce myself. And and, and Gary uh, Vaynerchuk, the first year of Gary Vaynerchuk, that was my first year. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have FaceTime with him. And I did. And I introduced myself. And he goes, I know who you are. I was like... Oh my oh, yeah. God, I, my jaw dropped, That's but cool. where else would I get that opportunity? Most conferences he's, you know, he's in and out, but he hung out at social media yeah. marketing world. And that was amazing. So y'all do an amazing job with this conference. For those of you that have never been, definitely put this on your list to go because you'll be amazed. And plus it's beautiful San Diego. That's Who right. does not want to be in San Diego in March? Because a big chunk of the country is still having winter time. So they get a break. Right. I'm in the South. I'm in Texas. So it's pretty warm here. So we get a nice little break from the warm weather. So it's great to be in San Diego that time yeah. of year. Yeah. We're all in from Texas, all of us here on the pod, on the show. Yeah. So oh, that's right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we, we don't mind going to San Diego either. And that's a cool thing. If you'd love to have some FaceTime with Madeline and talk all about Twitter or anything social, uh, make sure you go to the conference. This is a great time to mention the support for our live show and podcast comes from Social Media Marketing World 2020. You can register and find out more at socialmediamarketing.world. So it's socialmediamarketing.world. Go there and check it out. And we would love, all of us here would love to see you there. And 
with that, that's our show. We want to remind you that you can find out more about the show and links and everything that's discussed in the show today by our Social Media Marketing Talk Show Recap. It's published on Saturdays at Social Media Examiner. You can find out more at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash news. Our awesome Grace Duffy right here puts it all together. So make sure you go check that out at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash news. And you can find the audio podcast of the show on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher with new episodes. They're published every Saturday. Our next show is on Friday, January 17th at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. You can go sign up and get uh, reminders and everything on our show calendar at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash live show. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you, Madeline, for being here with us too. Cannot express how excited you make us about Twitter. That's right. (laughs) Yay. Thank you all so much. It's always an honor to be here. Well, thank you. And with that, that's our show, folks. Have a good day, everyone. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.